For over 10 years, we've been bringing you killer metal music and frank discussions about heavy metal. Wait, who the hell is Frank? You are tuned into MSR Cast, brought to you by Mainstream Resistance. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek and Sean the Metal Pigeon. Keep it metal.
Welcome, everyone, to episode number 268 of Cast, your heavy metal podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with... Sean the Metal Pigeon. Doing it live again. How are you, sir? Yes. Back, back in the... the in the podcast, the the Metal Geeks Lair. Yes. Yeah. The podcast studio, otherwise known as my living dining room, actually. <laughs> oh, is that what that was? <laughs> it was the a dining, dining room. room. We never what? dined in here. Good. We we, we turned <laughs> it, we dined in hell is what we did. <laughs> I don't think people use their dining rooms as actual dining rooms. I don't think that's a thing anymore. I don't. I don't think it ever was a thing. Yeah. Not in my family. Yeah. Kitchen or oh. or couch or or that's it. Or eat over the sink. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a TV in here, so how can you how can you eat dinner without watching something on yeah, TV? Yeah, that's true. And it doesn't work that way, right? Yeah. All right. So how's it been going, man? Uh, it's been good. Yeah. Our last couple of episodes have been um, more interview-based. That's right, yeah. Yeah, and one of the things that um, we did last time was talk to the guys in... Uh, Hasserot. Hasserot. That's right. And since then, the actually, I think we did it the day before that album, the, yeah. their EP came out. EP came out, got a lot of buzz, was being reviewed in a lot of places, and yeah, seems like everyone likes it. So there's uh, momentum building for those guys. So it's good. They got some shows coming up in Texas. Yeah, if you're uh, in here in uh, August, they mentioned, I think on the last episode, they'll be opening up for the Mighty D side. That's right. Yeah. Which is I, that sounds that's pretty cool. I know, yeah. I know, uh, Cryptos is a big fan, so yeah. it's like a, a dream. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I, uh, I I went on to Bandcamp and and bought the EP, even though they already provided me with it. But I was like, yeah. I went and supported. I, I did them. it too. Did you? Yeah. So we're the two guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and before that, you know, we uh, we're recovering from Hell's Heroes and all this other stuff. So we're back. Uh, to a normal episode tonight, we all have some. Uh, n- we both have new music to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting off, we heard a band called Temple of Void. Uh, I really like this band. They're um, they're Death Doom, not Doom Death. You know, there's a difference, right? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, they're a death metal band with slower doomy elements, right? And that's what I I like these guys a lot. The, I, I like the aesthetic of them. The album cover is really cool. Was, was this your first time checking them out? Yeah. Um, pretty much every band you put up this time. Oh. It was my first time checking really? them out. Yeah. I mean, don't actually, I mean, I feel like I know Black Therapy. There's another band we're going to yep. play later. They were but... one of my favorite albums in 2019. Yeah. Echoes of a Dying That's right. Embrace. Yeah. 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 Just if get you go to back and look at the Temple of Void cover, it is. Uh, a total heavy metal demons coming out of the ground, but it's that blue and orange color palette that is so well known with heavy metal bands right now. I don't know why. It's like movie posters too. It's like blue and orange. If you look at movie posters and, me- and a lot of metal albums, they're the two most prominent colors. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, uh, well, the blue and orange thing, this kind of like dichotomy, oh, that's a great cover. Right. Um, that's a classic combination, though. But there are a lot of overused types of things happening with movie covers, is, it was what I'm noticing. Metal, not so much. I'm noticing a lot of variety. Um, one of the cool things, 
about one of the bands I, we're going to be playing in the show is uh, this band called Ein Vigi. Um, Ein, Ein Vigi. We played them on George Hates Metal on the last the recent episode of Metal Geeks. So yeah. You, you were on. Yeah. And their album cover is like this really stark, minimalist, hand-drawn kind of thing. doesn't look at all like what you would expect a black metal album cover to look like, or even like a an Atmo black cover to look like. And I, I just like being thrown for a loop like that, like, yep. you know. But, uh, yeah, it is a cool cover. So, Temple of Void are, uh, where, where are they from? They're, it's on Relapse Records. Yes. Yeah, the, this new album. Um, this is, is uh, came Mich- out at the beginning Michigan. of June. Yeah, this is our fourth full length, which I've never heard these guys before until this album. I've heard the name, but I had never heard them. Right, one of those one of those deals. Um, like we always talk about, there's so many fucking bands in, in the heavy metal spectrum. It's hard to hear everything. You just really can't. Yeah, they're from Detroit. They're from Michigan. What's cool? You know, you know, on uh, the Metallum, they always have the similar artists thing, and they rank them by like how similar people think they are. They get that score. Yeah, Hooded Menace is at the top of the list. Oh, I, I totally feel that. Yeah, <laughs> Hooded Menace was one of my favorite albums last year. Yeah, Asphix, I can definitely see that. Yeah, yeah, to a lesser extent, though. Asphix had a lot of doomy elements. A slow, it's a slower death metal. You right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know, way down this list. Just don't go to a lost. porn site and, and type in asphyx because you're going to get a totally different thing. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, I just brought the show to a, a, a screeching halt, so <laughs> we're going to move on. Um, <laughs> do you have any topics you want to talk about before we get into anything? For our uh, next round? Um, I'm going to a K-pop concert. Yeah. I bought my first ticket to a K-pop concert. This group called Luna is coming in uh, August. And I'm going to go check out a new venue, which is I have not been to in Houston, uh, the 713 uh, Music Hall. Have not been there. That's where uh, the Danzig uh, Cradle of Filth tour was recently. Yeah. And a friend of mine, Brent, he went to that show. Yep. I'll have to ask him how that venue was. But apparently it's like a 5,000 cap venue, okay, which is huge for, I mean, because in, yeah. in that part of town, in downtown Houston, it's only like... Obviously, Minute Maid Park is the ballpark, but then the concert halls is Hobby Center, 2000 cap, and then the crappy Verizon Wireless Theater, which is called something else now, Revention Music Center. Yeah, Revention. Just uh, 1,200, and that place sucks, and I think they're going to renovate that. Are you um, serious? Really? Yeah, they're going to do something with it, but, uh, but this place is going to be like that mid-tier venue where... You know, popular mainstream kind of acts can play. I'm honestly surprised that Danzig and Cradle played such a big place. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to. Last time I saw Cradle or Danzig, that was on the the last Blackest of the Black tour that they did, uh, and it was at House of Blues. Yeah, who was on that tour? Were you there? I was not. No, was that uh, when the uh, Demu was opening for them? I think it was Demu. Yeah, um, I'm looking at. Nope. What? Uh, it's kind of a reach, though, for them to pick a big venue like that. But this is just, you know, uh, quibbling, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it'll be it'll be cool to have another venue to go to in that part of town. Um, but uh, yeah. Was it 2010? It might have been. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I've, I've gone to shows for... I, I have a certain amount of anxiety I'm feeling for this gig, though. Yeah. It's in late August, and I'm kind of like... 
not anxiety of like, oh no, what's going to happen to me, but just sort of like uncertainty of like how this is going to be. Because I'll tell you this, I've been to so many metal shows. You know this. I've been yep. to countless metal shows. I, I have lost track of how many metal shows I've gone to. And I've been to like Obituary and Mayhem. I've seen Mayhem multiple times. And like the bands that you think would be the most brutal, right? And it's just, okay, I've experienced that and survived that. This should be no problem. But it's the whole thing about going to like a different genre of music. Last time I was at a pop show, or one of the more recent times I was at a pop show, the crowds were a little idiotic and stupid, and there was a lot of people being aggressive and stuff. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how these this particular audience is going to be, because um, normie shows or anything adjacent to normie is always fraught with risks. You know, there's this band I know. Are you into? j-pop at all i know you more you're like k-pop a little bit there's this J-rock. metal band j-raw is yeah, that what it is a lot of J-rock. there's a band called i saw them on metal injection it's they're called imperial circus dead decadence <laughs> no. it's like they could have just picked one name there <laughs> but uh there's orchestral black metal like you know like septic flesh there's huge choruses there's jonathan davis breakdowns and shit yeah but it's all it, it all it all feels very like Japanese pop rock to me. Yeah, I'd be interested to see your take on it. I'll have um, to listen to it. Yeah, Imperial what? <laughs> Imperial Circus Dead Decadence. Imperial Circus. Okay, if I can remember Imperial Circus. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. We're not playing them. No. But we are going to play a band called Iat. I hope I'm saying that right. It's all caps, I-A-T-T. Um, they are a Pennsylvania band. This is like their third full length. I, I, if you're looking for the next um, continuation of like what Nay Obliviscaris does, that type of stuff, there's a lot of horns. They're, they're, they're a very horny band, a lot of horn uh, stuff in it, um, very jazz breakdowns, but there's, I mean, there's elements of like – brutal death metal and 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 doomy stuff and they just range they and what i like about them is it's all they can put all, all that stuff in one song you know what i mean some bands you can hear them struggling to like um you know transition from one part to another yeah and these guys are they just do it like flawlessly i i really like this band um Surprisingly, they're on Black Lion Records, which is turning out to be one of my favorite record record labels right now. Um, I'm looking into on their Bandcamp, on the Black Lion Bandcamp, ordering a bunch of probably maybe vinyl and CDs right now hmm. till the end of June. If you put in the code, I think it's Summer Fifty at checkout, everything's half off. Wow! Yeah. So whatever they have available on their on their Bandcamp, you know, not everything. But like uh, Ghost of Atlantis is on there. Um, another band we're going to play later in the show, Black Therapy's new album's on there. Yeah, bunch of really cool stuff. And uh, Drift in the Black, we're going to play them later. A lot of uh, uh, a lot of bands that I'm really into right now are turns out to be on that label. And I'm looking into uh, putting an episode together, just talking about bands on the label that they they put out, and possibly getting an interview with maybe one of the guys at the label. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Give them a little promotion down here in uh, Texas and in the United States here. Yeah. So uh, you've heard the IAT song. What do you think so far? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, 
you're right. It, they they make it gel. They make it all gel. All the different elements they have. It's like um, grape jelly. You know, it's because yeah. I mean, it, it's not the kind of thing that I would normally seek out on my own. But I think, I, how did you find them? They just kind of fell in your lap. Yeah, I listened to their last album, and so I was sort of looking forward to this one. Okay. Um, the last one came out in 2019. Yeah. Uh, same time I was getting into a lot of the stuff on the label, like. I think it was at Meadows End that really drew me to that label, and then like the Black Therapy album, and then this band, and a bunch of other different stuff. And I was I was very interested in this in this new album. I think Kavane is on their album, on their label too. Oh, okay, which yeah. is high up in a lot of people's list. We'll talk about that later. But uh, let's get into the track that I've picked out. It's called Ouroboros, and this is from the album called Magnum Opus. And if you look at their album cover. What colors do you see? Blue and orange. <laughs> We're just going to call this blue and orange metal. Whatever. All right, guys. Check it out. We'll be right back. <laughs> Yeah, no, 
back to the show. That was uh, not metal, but um, metallic adjacent Swedish hard rock uh, veterans. Yeah. Sapphire, who uh, I have to confess, I don't really know this band. Me either. Um, First time I ever heard them was literally when you put them on the list here. Yeah, they kind of, because I started listening to Thunder's new album. And uh, Thunder is a band I've known for a while, but I sort of fell off the map with them. But their new album's really good. Everyone should go check it out. Uh, but then Spotify recommended this right after. I was like, all right, cool. It's Sapphire is interesting. And uh, I actually, yeah. Hey, I, Sapphire was like a fire, F-I-R-E, not yeah. like, like a Sapphire. Oh, yeah, S-A-F-F-I-R-E, yeah. Uh, this is, uh, we played Triumph of the Will from the new album Taming the Hurricane. Um, just a good, confident you know, a classic sounding hard rock album. You know the bad thing about that Thunder Band? If their SEO is gonna be is really bad. Yeah, yeah I know it's bad. If I you mean, just I just searched it for them in uh even Spotify, they're not even one of the first bands that show up. Yeah, I mean you know the Thunder they were never a band that even in their heyday was big in America. Yeah. They because the reason why I knew about them was that Guns N' Roses toured with them in the UK back in the early days. Like in Thunder's first album was like 89, 90 or something. And that he was talking up their first album. And if you go back and listen to those first two Thunder albums, absolute hard rock, gritty hard rock classics. Just so good. Yeah. And um and so he was talking them up in, in like interviews and stuff. And I when I was reading old interviews, I would like see him mention this band, I'd be like, I'm gonna go check out Thunder. So I found a cassette of theirs um one time. Uh, the first album and got one, the second one later. They they were amazing records. And then I just sort of, it was so hard to find their albums. You know, I just kind of fell off. And uh, only recently have I started to remember, oh yeah, Thunder, I liked them a long time ago. It's been like 20 something years or whatever. But Sure. Yeah. I'm going to have to check it out. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I really dig in uh, like that retro rock metal, like the new Scorpion is really good. Yeah. I like the Sapphire from what I've heard. Yeah. Tell me more about them. This is the first time I've ever really heard them. Um, I don't know. I was looking at the lineup and trying to figure out if I had known any of the guys. Um, I think they're just kind of one of those groups that's like a Swedish kind of thing. I'm sure they know Jorn. I'm sure Jorn knows them. I'm sure it's a Scandinavian kind of mix of like... I don't know. There's something. Are you about, talking like, about Yorn fucking Lande? Yeah, I mean, new album came out today. Like, like there's there's just a subset of hard rock and uh, AOR rock that exists in Scandinavia. Well, Norway. Sapphire first album came out in 2013. Yeah. So they, I, I thought it's been around longer, but I guess not. Yeah, I mean, I guess what qualifies them as veterans, right? It's been now almost a decade. For the what the song that we heard was called um, "Triumphs of the Will." Yeah. I haven't heard the whole album yet. Um, but just on that track alone, the the jaunty keys and like the guitar riffs and the in the, the um, deep purple keys. You mean that those kind of yeah. yes? Uh, it totally reminds me of something that Arjen Lukinson would have his hands in. Yeah, uh, it reminded me of you know a, a rock version of like an Arion song. I could I could see him like tapping this vocalist to be a guest on yeah. you know a future yeah sure yeah it's good it's good stuff. Uh, yeah, the album's in the, in Taming the, summer, the Hurricane. In the summer, I find, and I'm sure you find this too, that your my mentality sometimes drifts to the rock side again a little bit more. Where I want that kind of, not that I'm like a big summertime guy, because fuck the summer, but <laughs> dude, I, I want just like, 
wild rock down here in Houston. If you're not from Texas, the next week the high is supposed to be like 100, 112 or something in the shade. I try, oh. I try not to think about it. If you think about it, it makes it. Worse. I wore a long sleeve shirt to work yesterday. It was not a smart idea. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like Sapphire. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to uh, check them out a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Uh, and before that was something completely different. A uh, band called Iat. Uh, this was uh, Ouroboros. Uh, I really dig these guys a lot. Yeah, I mean, and you know that I was mentioning when we were listening to it. Yep. That horn section it really reminded me of Subterranean Masquerade's last album. When you mentioned that, I could I, I saw what you were talking about because yeah. there was like that that avant garde, different um, all the different rhythms going on at one time too. Yeah, that weird syncopation type yeah. stuff. Yeah, very cool. Uh, I mentioned during that because Imperial Triumphant put out a new track that features uh, a saxophone player on it. Yeah, and then they featured Kenny G on their new song, <laughs> which I'm like, okay. I- I guess he, Kenny G is like game for whatever these days. I, it's like, yeah, sure, I'll do that, whatever. I mean, he doesn't have an image to really protect anymore. Like, you want me in a fucking like really weird heavy metal band? Sure, I'll yeah, do it. Yeah. How much you paying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's American um, dollars, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> for some reason, in my mind, Kenny G is just a jerk. I'm sure he's a really nice guy. Probably yeah. is. They can play the saxophone better than you. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, that's just interesting that they're they're together. I uh, I've heard the song once. I'm like, wow, all right. That's something I never thought I would ever hear together. Yeah, extreme fucking metal and uh, Kenny G. All right. Yeah, there you go. Uh, are there any albums coming out this year that you're looking forward to? The two big ones are the new Fellowship album, and the new Blind Guardian album, obviously, because the 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 singles. I mean, and I don't, and you guys know this, but uh, I try to avoid listening to the singles now. Yeah, it just kind of. It, sometimes I do it by accident. Like I listen to the new Elevate single, and I, it, I and I listen to it and I forgot it. We so almost that's played it. the best case scenario. I like that track a lot. I mean, I, I'm sure totally I, I'm sure I liked it in the moment, but it didn't like hit me or anything. But like. With Blind Guardian, I made an exception because I can't really resist yeah. with the Blind Guardian. So, and and the stuff they've been putting out has been so encouraging. I my, I'm not saying my hopes are super raised for the album, but I'm feeling so optimistic about the album. Also, because they have a new cover artist that really, it just feels different. It feels like they that this is a marker of something new and fresh for the band, and it's like ah, oh, this feels good. And um, really looking forward to that. Really looking forward to that. The and the new Fellowship album, and also. Um, I've been hearing rumors about uh, the new Camelot album possibly coming later this year, but there's no, they haven't actually announced a date. Um, other than that, the new Behemoth will be interesting. I've heard a couple tracks. Um, it's a little bit different yeah. so far. I'm just looking at, um, so I'm looking what's coming out. So we're in June now. Um, so I'm looking forward to uh, what's coming out in June. New June, like I said, the Yorn album came out today. Their new Seven Kingdoms album came out today. Um, we have, uh, let's see, coming out soon. The new, there's a new Dark Hain album coming out, Porcupine Tree, um, yeah, coming in July. Can you believe it? Another Haunt album, uh, Municipal Waste, which I've heard the, the promo. That's fucking good. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Warm Rot has a new album coming out. Oh, the, the Megadeth album in early July, too, of course. Is that really coming out? The sick, the dying, and the dead. I think so. I mean, they're t- they're going to be touring, or they're all right. 
already touring. I'm interested to see, hear what it sounds like. I don't know. Oceans of Slumber at the end of July also. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, uh, Hatriot, Imperial Triumphant, uh, Carl Sanders, Oceans of Slumber, Witchery all come out on July 22nd. I've actually pre-ordered my uh, Oceans album from Century Media. Ooh, new Dynasty album last week of August. That'll be good. Nice. I, did, uh, I really like their last A new Amon Amaris album, a new Arch Enemy album. The Halo Effect is finally coming out. Um, hey, Stradivarius, late September. Really? A new Stradivarius? Yeah. Blind Guardian comes out in September as o- well. October, first week of October, new Queensryche record, which will be interesting. Hmm. Avatarium, I've heard a new track from that album. Oh, I forgot about that band, yeah. Leif, Leif Edling. Yeah. He's a... He's a, he's a uh, we got the new Avantasia to look forward to this year. Yeah, yeah, they haven't. Have they? Oh, they did release the. They've uh, released a track. Uh, we have the new Devin Townsend Lightwork album to look forward to. Uh, apparently, Candlemass, uh, Clutch is having the new album. Do you hear the touring was? Helmet and Quicksand. That's some fucking '90s yeah. rock metal right there. Um, that's interesting. Interesting lineup. Uh, Epica apparently have a new album. They're going to be touring with. Uh, who is it? Sabaton. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. Uh, in Flames, uh, In the Woods, Insomnium are working on something. King's X are working on a new album. They're always really great. Ministry, Metal Church. How is Metal Church putting out something? Were they working on something mm, previously? Question. Yeah, that's a good question. Live? I don't know. What is that going to be? Uh, Testament apparently working on a new album. Uh, Vesperian Sorrow, uh, Texas guys, Suicidal Tendencies. We just watched part of a live show from uh, Hellfest from France. Ooh, Lacrimas Profundere. Oh, yeah? Yeah, goth rock. Metal goth rock. Yeah. Metal, yeah. Do you want to talk about that suicidal show we watched part of earlier? Oh, yeah, Hellfest started today. Yeah. Yeah, that was, and they're, good they're, stuff. they're live streaming it um, like on the Arte <clears throat> channel or Art, whatever. Art, yeah, Arte channel. On YouTube. On YouTube, yeah. You, you go check that out. It's cool. It's nice what they're doing because they're because at least what we were seeing is that they're subdividing every band into like a specific thing that you can like pre-save yeah. at a time or right whatever. and get a reminder and get stuff a like reminder. That. Yeah, I like that. Uh, we watched part of Suicidal Tendencies. Uh, they had like fifty thousand people up on stage with them. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I've been to shows where they do that. I'm like, it's like, are their stage uh, powerful enough to handle that kind of weight? <laughs> you talk to the engineer, <laughs> and the bass player, I think, was Robert Trujillo's son. Because he called him Todd Trujillo, and I was like, who? Wait, what? Yeah. And it was not... Um, they didn't get a good look at his face. Oh, I looked at his face. It was, totally looks like him. And oh, like, really? He looked really young. Hmm. Um, I'm going to have to look him up, uh, but it was definitely not Dave Lombardo on drums. But uh, Ben Weinman's still uh, in the band from, uh, I think, Dillinger, right? Yeah. I'm going to look it up. Robert, we're doing it live, people. This is hearing the, the inner workings of the show. Robert Trujillo's son is Ty Trujillo. Yeah. Ty. Maybe that's what he said. Yeah. Yep, that's him. Huh. How old is he? 17-year-old son. Wow. Yeah. I guess he's their go-to bassist, bassist for live shows. Oh, uh, September 14th, he played it, or there's an article that said he played his first show with the band. Yeah. So he's only been there a couple months. Yeah. That's cool. Good for him. Yeah. It's good. 
It's, it's really um, good. Nice little legacy connection thing there. Right. Uh, do you want to uh, get into some black metal, a segment of black metal? Yeah. So I don't think any of those are really black metal no. bands, <laughs> oh, this technically, segment, yeah. but they all three bands have black in their title. Yeah. Which when I saw the, the playlist ahead of time, I... I was I did it 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 did strike me it was noticeable. I didn't plan it it was not on purpose but yeah. <laughs> it is now it was like it was I, I couldn't pass up putting them all together so we're gonna get into uh, drift in the black which uh, you heard the track earlier do you know who they are no Craig Rossi is like the main guy behind the band huh. uh, friend of the show but he used to be in Grace Guys Fallen oh yeah yeah. So you you heard the track. We'll talk about it more afterwards. We we talked to him on the show once, right? Uh, not Craig, but okay. he he was there during the live show. Mm. He was there in the in the audience, yeah. As as, as it were, um, we're gonna play Black Therapy, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, and then we're gonna play Black Void. Now, if you don't know who Black Void is, that is uh, we'll talk about it when we get back. How about that? Yeah, we'll just go, go all in. Uh, so first off, we're going to get into Drift in the Black. This is a really cool song from the new album called Earth Torn. It's called It Fell from the Sky. I'm walking through this on the 
back to the show everyone uh rounding out that last segment of music uh which was actually a long segment we had black void the track with reject everything from the album called anti-thesis anti-thesis if you want to say it that way do you uh know much about them i don't know i don't think i know anything about any of these bands so black void is uh, somebody we just saw recently in concert, the the main songwriter from the band. Oh, that right. is, he's it's Lars or Lazar. Yeah, uh, Lars Nedland uh, from Bortnagar. He's also in Solafold. Um, but he also has a project called White Void, which is uh, more depressive, '80s influenced music. Depeche Mode. Depe- Depeche Mode. Depressed mode, like the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, who have a new album out, which is really good too. Hmm. Uh, and Black Void is more of the, it's more punk influenced. It's more there's a little bit more black is black and stuff in there, but there are elements of that 80s yeah. synth pop. He's doing ag- stuff. aggressive vocals. Yeah, he's doing aggressive vocals in it, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so if you like the White Void, uh, this is like the companion sister piece that he put out to go with that. That's cool. Yeah. I like that kind of compartmentalizing focus on different mm-hmm. sounds and stuff. I was standing like six feet 
away from him when he was when they were playing. Yeah. And uh, me, I was standing right behind Maurice, and Maurice was just going nuts. And a couple of times he would look down at Maurice. <laughs> really? <laughs> Maurice's direction. He's like, yeah. We're, uh, you were guys off to the right. You were right by him. We were yeah. over more to the left. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was over by Vortex and yeah. stuff. Yeah. We were caught up in his Vortex. Yeah. It was a, it was a great show. That yeah, was, was good. Like, we've mentioned on this show, we've mentioned on Metal Geeks too. It's, I wish there was less bands on the tour. Yeah, I wish they had longer sets. So Bornegar set. had a longer set. Yeah, because it really felt like they three songs in was when they really started to get into their groove. I could have done with another... I didn't want to go too long because they're not headlining, but another three songs, I would have been happy. Yeah. Yeah. Three songs from them and three less songs from the band before them. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was it before them? Abigail Williams. Oh, yeah, Abigail Williams, yeah. Who I just saw like six months previously with uh, Swallow the Sun. I was like, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving on from them. Uh, so that's Black Void. I, I If you like uh, what he does with Bortnagar, and um, if you've heard the White Void release, which is weird, I found out about White Void last year during an episode of Metal Geeks where we just finished a George Hates Metal. We're like, so George, what have you been listening to? He's like, oh, I found this band called White Void, and blah, blah, blah. And I pulled it up. I'm like, holy shit, really, dude? Hadn't heard of it. So The fascinating thing for me is visualizing how he stumbles upon these things, you know? Like, what's he doing? Where is he going? What's he listening to that leads him into this rabbit hole of stuff? Sure. Sometimes he surprises me with what he pulls out of his rabbit hat. Yeah, from the rabbit hole. We've been talking about it for years. We're going to get him to come in to sit in on an MSR cast episode and program all the music that we talk about and play. Yeah. I don't know where it's going to go. He has sat in on an episode before, hasn't he? Of metal, uh, MSR cast. No, I don't think so. Okay. I feel like he was there. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else, but maybe. Yeah. They've been doing it so long. Yeah. I don't know. You might be right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right. So before black void, we had Black Therapy. So if you're feeling Black Void, you need to go to Black Therapy, right? Just Get your Black Therapy. <laughs> when I Googled Online. the band, I Googled the band earlier. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should have put band after it because yeah. Black Therapy uh, gets you something you don't really want. <laughs> it's like Black Therapist in your area. I'm like, that's not exactly <laughs> what I was looking for, but okay. Uh, Black Therapy are an Italian band, actually, which I did not know. Um, this is their fourth full length. Like I said earlier in 2019, I'd have to go back and look at my list, but it was pretty. It was in my top 20 for sure. I remember that much. Uh, their album, Echoes of Dying Memories, is the name of the album. I might have misspoken earlier, but I really like these guys. Um, they're melodic death metal melodic you know doomy death type stuff um but very uh melody heavy you know what i mean yeah like like an insomnium like that type of stuff a little bit depressive a little bit um you know that that style yeah you know you know exactly what i'm talking about yeah uh and i really really dig this album um I know Christian, if you're listening to this, we were talking about it, and he's like, I don't really like the clean vocals that much. I'm like, I dig it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, because the clean vocals were very, um, are very reminiscent of Insomnium, mm-hmm. I think. So, yeah. yeah. 
No, exactly. I don't know if he likes insomnia or not. But I'm sure he does. I'm, I, I think he does. Christian, if you don't, uh, let us know. And you're wrong. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I really like this band. Uh, like I said, they're on Black Lion Records, who is turning out to be one of my favorite record labels at this moment. Um, it's one of the, it's weird. I can look. I can go to their Bandcamp page. And I'm like, oh, there's something new on Black Lion. Oh, I like this. All right. Every almost every single release is something I've been into. So yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, their lyrical themes. I always like to look at the lyrical themes on Metallum. Darkness, despair, grief, loss, pain, and personal struggle. Sounds pretty uh, happy-go-lucky, right? Yeah. Yeah. So check out the new album. It's called Onward. Uh, it just came out last Friday. Um, and there's a little bit of blue and orange on the album cover. Not that much, though. I really like the album cover, too. It's, it's It reminds me of... If you look at it, it if, is it Lord of the Rings? Like, it looks like the ring race, maybe, with... I don't know. You know, it, well, it kind of reminds me of the of the art that uh, Mirror Reaper. Um, what's the band? What's the band that did Mirror Reaper? Um, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. People at home know what I'm talking about. People listening know. People are Mirror Reaper. Yeah. What's the name of the Bell album? Witch. Bell Witch. Bell okay. Witch. Yeah, they always have yeah. those hooded dudes. Yeah. Right. But I, I don't know. Just looking at the album cover reminds me of. I, it's. I know it's not Lord of the Rings, but it because the guy with the staff, the magical staff, it looks like you know. Yeah, it could be. I don't know, but uh, check that out. And before Black Therapy, we had another Black Lion record. Hey, Black Lion, Black was uh, drifting to black. <laughs> um, it fell from the sky. I really like this album. It's uh, it's sort of a one man band, but he has you know. If I'm wrong, sorry, Craig. I've uh, I'm actually talking to him. Maybe get him on the show, uh, do an interview, talk about the band and that type of stuff. Uh, but yeah, this album is really good. Earth Torn. So, what are we going to get into next, my friend? Um, the chapter, Book of Life. This is a band, I will be honest, that I had no idea about. And it was sent to me in our group chat. Uh, we have this like this heavy metal group chat. Christian's like, I think this has Carrie's name written all over it. God damn it, he was right. <laughs> it's a... Uh, Death, Doom, Gothic metal type of uh, of tinges to it. It's it's really really well done though. Was it, was this your first time hearing them? Yeah. These guys from Portugal. Portugal, yeah. So uh, the album what is a uh, delusion of consciousness and uh, look at the colors. It reminds me of a Swallow Sun album cover. It really does. Oh yeah. With the the yellow elements and stuff like that. Oh man, that logo looks a little too close to that Opeth uh, O. A little bit, yeah, but it, not really. It's probably the same artist. <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna get into the track is called "Book of Life." Uh, check it out. This is the chapter.
back to the show that was the spirit and the spirit never uh, lies the uh it wasn't the um the magnum song the spirit that was covered by ed guy that's now in my head or the superhero from the 40s yeah uh, this was the spirit uh the kind of uh satiricon-esque black metal band that i've been really into the catchy past, black metal past yeah uh two weeks uh their uh song was celestial fire from the new album of clarity and galactic structures and the thing that's really struck me with when i started listening to this was just how much it dawned on me that 
no black metal band had been really tapping into that satiricon mid uh, tempo kind of sure. phase of their career. And like, why haven't why isn't any band really like gone for that sound? You know, and, the worst part about galactic structures is what's that? The exhaust port, the little small exhaust port, always destroys the whole thing. <laughs> is this some sort of? It's a Star Wars oh. joke. <laughs> the Death Star. It's a galactic structure, oh, right? Fair. That's yeah. That's it was made by the Galactic Empire. So, I was. It's so funny. I was listening to. This is going off the rails. I was listening to this podcast with this physicist, and he was talking about like tier one, tier two, tier three civilizations, and who could build the Death Star, and it would be a tier three civilization. And we're about a million years away from being a tier three civilization. Wow. And we're not even a tier one. We're, we're about a hundred years away from being a tier one. We're a point seven right now. So Star Wars was, was a long time ago. Yeah. In a galaxy far, far away. So that galaxy, even way back, was way more advanced than we are. Yeah. They just had a big head start. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We're but the- they all they all wound up with like Nazisms type stuff in <laughs> stormtroopers. Yeah. Yeah. You can't deny that stormtroopers are not. Nazis. Well, as you, they're space I, you know, Nazis. I mean, as Iron Maiden taught us, uh, uh, the evil that men do. That's right. Goes on and on, and on. Um, but yeah, back to the spirit. Uh, I love this album. It's it, it's a no skip album for me. It's one of my favorite records of the year. It's what I, I really th- craved in black metal for I a long time. I think I brought it to everybody's attention when I heard it. I think it, so, yeah. I'm like, oh, everybody's going to dig this fucking album. And I haven't gone back to it since then. I need to go back and revisit it. Yeah, it just has that kind of... It really reminds me of like Now Diabolical or sure. you know, that era of Satyricon. That and mid-paced, I, yes. just in your, fun, in your face fun yeah. black metal. And Weird th- to say that, but yeah. A little dissection-y with like that Rain sure. Chaos era dissection. Um, but yeah, I love it. I love it so much. And I love it's uh, very cosmic and in, in nature, the yeah. the lyrics and the albums and stuff like that. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, The Spirit, I would check them out. Um, and they're a newish band too. They've only done two records before this yeah. and and they've only been around for a couple years, so it's not that you wouldn't have that much to catch up on. I was I kind of passingly listened to a couple of the songs from the other records and they, it all sounds good. They put an album out in 2020, which was not the best time to put an album out. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Yeah, definitely check these guys out. They're uh, from, where are they from? Germany. Germany, yeah. It looks like it's just like a couple people in the band, like their main people in the band. Yeah. M1 and MS? M- no, MT and MS. All right. Yeah. There you go. Uh, we're going to go to another band that starts off with the... The band before was The Chapter, uh, and we talked about a little bit about them. Chapter are a Death Doom, Gothic, uh, tinged. I always go to this reference if you like um, 90s Peaceville records or 2000s Peaceville, like Paradise Lost and that type of stuff. Yeah. You dig these guys a lot. Uh, It's really, uh, and this is right up my alley. I love love this type of, of. Death Doom, um, that's very, I don't want to say peppy, but bright. Right. Bright yeah. in nature, but still brutal and and doomy and uh, depressing all at the same time. I, I, I love the, the emotion that it, that it elicits in me, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're really going for that kind of classic Peaceville-ish yeah. adjacent sound and, and nothing, unapologetically. Yeah. Unapolog- I was about to say, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I love that stuff. Um, 
so we have another band coming up. Did you, uh, did you have any topics you wanted to talk about? No. Nothing? <laughs> no. Oh, come on. There's nothing in metal news that uh, We're is We're not really going to any shows this month. No. I'm missing, I have to miss Oceans of Slumber this weekend because I have to go to a uh, friend of the show, Justin's, his baby shower, so oh. which is this weekend. But it looks like they're going on a full tour starting in August, and they're going to come back to Houston. They're going to be at the um, Secret Group in August, and they're going to do a full, uh, I think, an East Coast tour, and then they're coming back to Texas, and they'll probably do a West Coast. But they got a tour on two albums now, basically, because they missed out on the last one. Which yeah, another 2020 release, right? Or was yeah. it 2021? I can't remember. I believe it's it was September of like 2020, something like that. Yeah. Um, another uh, <laughs> one of the dudes at work. He he runs the gym, um, and I was in there working out yesterday uh, afternoon, and he was like, "Hey man, uh, I cannot remember the name of the bands that you told me to listen to." So I went back in there. I was like, "Okay, I think one of them was Subterranean Masquerade." One of them was Bortnagar, and the other one was Orphanland. And I was like, there's another band you need to check out, Ocean of the Slumber. So I started playing him some stuff. He freaked out, dude. He was like, this is amazing. My wife would even <laughs> love this shit. And then I got to one of the songs where like the death vocals came in. He's like, oh, shit. Okay. All right. I like this shit. Because people that aren't used to like this type of music, uh, it's I hate to say they're very much a gateway but it can be, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I, they put a new song out uh, today. I think no, yesterday. Um, it's called "The Lighthouse," and man, fantastic video, all narrative driven. They're not even in the video. Yeah, uh, great song. It's uh, it's everything about. I think this album is probably going to break them. You know what I mean? To even a bigger audience. I can imagine. Which will suck if they're if you guys listen to this. I'm sorry. This is, I'm just speaking from the heart here. If you do break to this brand new audience, and because this new album's not, it doesn't have, have a lot of heavy guitar elements in it. Not a lot of, but there's still some heavy drumming by him, and it, everything just works. But if they start playing to that type of audience, where's the old material going to fit in? You know, even like the current old material. You know what I mean? Um, like if they get on a tour, I don't even know who is like fucking Lady Gaga or some shit or right. some, I don't know, some other band in this type of like, uh, sort of popular poppy, but very like eighties influence type right. of stuff. You know what I mean? Then they try to play an older track. They, people might, Oh, what is that? Yeah. I mean, I think but you, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, there's assuming this happens. But. There's a fine line that I guess they right. would have to walk but. And I hope they get there. I really do, because they yeah. deserve it. Um, Dauber has been pouring his heart into this for so many years, and he, he they, the whole band deserves it. Yeah. So, all right. Moving on from that. Uh, what, what do we have next? Uh, another band from uh, Germany, Thormesis, who... Um, if you guys remember, uh, we talked about them a lot in 2019. They actually ended up being one of my uh, albums of the year that year. They had an album called The Sixth, which was just amazing, really awesome black metal with kind of rock and roll guitars and um, kind of a wild hard rock uh, structure. 
um, even that description didn't really do it justice because um, they're just a really unique band. They have a, they definitely have a sound, and they're back with a new album. Um, new album's called "If Mania Never Ends," and and I'm having a hard time deciding whether I like this one more or the sixth more. Uh, sometimes I'm leaning towards this one a little bit because it's um, it's just more uh, diverse. They have they try different things here, and it and it's just such a satisfying album. It's like it's it takes just the raw intensity of black metal, but really glues it into like a into like discernible song structures where you're like finding hooks and guitars and and uh, rhythm sections and yeah, now, it's just I'm, so I'm good. I was thinking there's some more uh, like there's some power metal elements, right? <clears throat> Like clean vocals too. Yeah, they have. I mean, I wouldn't say power metal. It's. I would almost say it's more just like melodic death elements. They okay. throw in there where it's. I was like, thinking about the guitar riffing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they've always even on the sticks they had like very major key kind of moments in their lead guitars, but sure, they definitely try a little bit more clean vocal type stuff here, but not in the metalcore way. I should stress. That, thank you for stressing that. Yeah, because <laughs> that was stressing me. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get into it. This is uh, what, why did you pick this song? We are the end. Uh, probably the most representative song on the album. Um, one of the catchiest, probably too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, we're gonna get into it, and I'm gonna listen to it again because it's been a while. It's been a minute, as they say. Uh, check it out. This is Sormesis.
Ein VG. Are we saying that correctly? Yeah, I think so. All right. So Ein VG was a band that we featured on the the most current episode of Metal Geeks, episode number 218. It was our George Hate Metal uh, song of the week, picked out by Sean the Metal Pigeon here, because he was a guest. And spoiler alert, he didn't like it. Yeah. Well, that's fine. That's George. That's just George being George. That's right. (laughs) George being the most Georgie he could. Yeah. I dug it. Yeah. I think Dave dug it. Yeah. So that's all that matters, right? That's that's all that matters. That's right. So tell me about Ein VG. Uh I mean they're new to me. They're a band from Finland. Um they uh they're kind of like folky meets folky black metal but with like an atmospheric kind of post black metal yeah. filter. I'm about to say there's a very a lot of atmospheric folky stuff going on and they're and you know the, the thing that i talk was talking about during metal geeks is how much their guitar sound really reminds me of like early 90s um alternative rock bands like the cranberries and like the smiths and stuff it's very chiming and bright and this whole at this whole album kind of just feels like a watercolor painting sometimes you mm-hmm. know where it's very panoramic and and it puts you into moods and stuff it's not so much like a viscerally heavy aggressive headbanging album yeah it's more of like a space out and kind of get lost in your own thoughts kind of record but there are some fast black metal elements in it yeah but it's all of a piece it, it's it's there's never like I mean, even just playing one song from it feels kind of wrong because i think this album was really meant to be a whole like listen to at once and and when you listen to it, you'll notice that like it's hard to tell when one song ends and the other starts up. It all kind of flows into sure. each other, and it's a uh, I can't recommend it enough. It it sounds pretentious, it probably is, but it's still a very emotionally engaging, visceral uh, listening experience. So everyone should give this a little bit of attention. It's only like thirty something minutes. Just give it a shot. It might not be your cup of tea, but I think it's if you're remotely into this, you're gonna love this album. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, I need to I need to go back and just like like you said, uh, envelop myself in it. Yeah, I've only heard a track here and there, so it hasn't been the full album experience yet. Yeah, which I'll get into. Um, so and before that, we had Thormesis, which we uh, talked about earlier. Yeah, um, another blackened black metal band. Uh, but yeah, very uh, post element, post yeah. metal elements. Yeah, I was gonna say a little avant garde, but that type of that post black metal. I hate that term, but if that's what it is, that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know. I mean, that's it. I get, that adjective just kind of indicates certain things, certain production choices to me. It's not even like a. I don't even think a band is really doing that on purpose. Like well, we're going to be a post metal band. I don't think people think like that. I just think that. Their yeah. sound happens to fall like that. That's what they like. And then influences. Yeah, influences. Influences influence the way, you know, they they write and they listen to music and yeah. everything comes together when. I mean, take me, for example. Take you, for example. You don't listen to the fastest shit, like every song. Right. You don't listen to like the most raw, fast black metal. You mix it up with shit. Yeah. You mix it up with. With doom and deaths and K-pop and all this kind of stuff, right? And that determines your your musical style. You yeah, know what, what I mean? you like. Yeah, and everybody is different. So, um, and I, that's what I like about bands that aren't afraid to 
jump out of that that um, box that they're that they're like stuck in, right? And try out new things because it's it's. I think it's a it's a really cool thing. It's just a a way. I don't know, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Um, I got lost in my own thoughts. Did you hate when that happens? I, I, th- I mean, I, think- I had this. I still have that fucking. Um, uh, brain fog from the fucking COVID, man. Well, because I think it's like, especially these two bands, like Thormesis and Nine Vigi, it's like, yeah, it's black metal that's like uh, different from normal black metal, from traditional black metal. But, and and there's some people who think that's pretentious. And I and there's a, and I agree, there's a, a really thin line that bands have to walk where they're on the right side of that line and then they're on the wrong so, side of that line. I'm not the biggest black metal aficionado. I do like thumb um and you hear the term black metal and some people think if you're not talking about old school raw black metal yeah it's not black metal so right. like bands like INVG or Sormesis or Cradle of Filth or Jimmy Borger they all have black metal elements in it yeah but a lot of people don't consider those bands black metal yeah I mean I think those people who would say that are a minority a vocal minority probably but um I don't think most people think about it that way. Certainly not in 2022. Maybe in 2012 they did, but not, or maybe you know 2002 they they certainly did, but not anymore. Right. Yeah. But there's still people that are 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 black metal elitist and yeah. purist, and I hate that term too, elitist. But right. yeah, like if it wasn't made before night, if it wasn't recorded on a fucking tape recorder, it's not right. good. Well, I mean, you know, we mentioned dissection earlier in the show. Remember when Rain Chaos came out? How many people thought that was like a yeah sellout album? I was like, dude, you guys are ridiculous. This is a great good album. production. Doesn't mean sellout. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, so we talked about Metal Geeks a little bit. Um, what have you been? What you been getting into anything? What's uh, tickling your geek? I know. What are you watching? Any movies? Any TV series? Anything like that? Uh, have I started anything? Nah, no, not really. I we talked a little about new. Stranger Things, a new season. That's right. Yeah, you finished that, right? Yeah. There's a lot of metal elements in that show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Mister D and D guy, certainly. Yeah. I watched a video on uh, Instagram today of him getting his like hair put on. I'm like, oh, he doesn't have really long hair. Right. God damn it. <laughs> but yeah. that's cool. Yeah, like the the Dio jacket that he has. It's actually from the Dio family. Yeah, that's awesome. I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I wish there was more 80s heavy metal in it, but I take what I get. I don't remember they played played Faster Pussycat in it, right? Didn't they? Um, I think so. I know uh, Peacemaker did for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Stranger Things is really good. Yeah. a lot of people, I don't know if they like this new season. I'm waiting for the, the last two episodes are going to drop on July 1st. Right. And apparently the last episode is like two and a half hours, something like that, two just, hours. Just a big movie. Yeah, it's just, I think every episode this season was like a long movie. Yeah. Uh, what have I been watching? I've been watching Evil. I've watched the first episode. I need to get back into the new one that came out today. Evil's a fucking great show. If you have Apple, the Apple? No, it's on uh, Paramount. Paramount Plus, because originally the first season was on like CBS or something like that, hmm. and then it got moved over. It's a really fucking great show. Um, all kinds of like demons and religious imagery, and it it stars Mike Coulter from 
um, the the Netflix Marvel series, um, and it also features your guy from that show that you love so much. Which one? Michael Emerson? Oh yeah, yeah. He plays a. Does he always play a, like a, an evil douchebag? Well, in person of interest, he was a good guy. He was an evil. Well, he was a genius good guy. But wasn't he still an evil a douchebag? Yeah, sort of. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's his character trait, I guess. He's sort of typecast. Yeah. But if you haven't seen Evil, Evil's really good. Uh, the new season of For All Mankind is out. And that's been really good. And I caught up with The Boys today too. Man, if you're not watching The Boys, it's one of the best uh, superhero shows that's ever come out. Yeah. I'm Even gonna... though this this episode had way too much Seth Rogen in it. Oh. And you'll see what I mean if you watch the episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're the second person to, to tell me about to watch this, so I'm adding it to my list Do you right have Amazon now. Prime? Yeah. Okay. Great. I think you'll really enjoy it. And it star, uh, one of the main guys is Jack Quaid. Yeah, I think Jack, which is uh, Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid's son. Oh, okay. If you, if you, did you see the new Scream movie? No. He was in that movie as well. Huh. Yeah. Of course, and you, you can't go wrong with uh, now the guy who plays Homelander. The you, you'll get to, you'll see him. Fucking great actor, hmm. such a great actor. All right. Really good show. Um, have you watched any movies recently? No, no. Have I? No. Watched The Northman a couple weeks ago, a couple weekends ago. That was a uh, pretty brutal. Uh, it's a lot slower than you would expect it to be. Yeah, um, it's you know done by the same guy who did The Witch and uh, The Lighthouse. I can't think of the director's name right now, but it's good. Um, and we saw Jurassic World Dominion. Oh yeah, how was that? That movie is dinosaurs fighting, stupid plot lines, but it's still fun somehow. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not good. It's just fun. Yeah. And sometimes to enjoy yourself it doesn't have to be a good movie right yeah do you understand what i'm saying yeah just turn your mind off and just go with it yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, all right just go with it <laughs> yeah exactly all right well uh we're gonna do one more band for this evening to wrap it up that's a band called uh glade Fold. yeah did i say that correct i think so yeah. tell me about them i don't I've, i don't really know much about these guys either um you know oddly enough i just realized they're also from finland the same town that ein vichy are from Really? The Turku Finland, yeah. I, you know, I love my Finnish bands. So um, these guys are really interesting. They're kind of like a, like a, like a Melodeth band fused with power metal. And, and when I mean fused, not like, uh, oh, they only do like a little bit. It's like a 50-50 merger, I would say. <laughs> and they really are skilled at getting that balance right and making the Melodeth stuff hit hard and then making the power metal stuff soar, like kind of a Camelot vibe. You know, yeah. with, with the singer and stuff, this guy sure. does both harsh vocals and does the clean vocals, too, and hits those transitions really smoothly. And, you know, I mean, this is, of course, a studio recording. I don't know how he could do it live. It doesn't really matter because we're talking about the record. Um, the new record is called Nemesis, and it's really good. And they have moments in there that are like kind of like remind me of classic Blind Guardian. And really? it's just a big hodgepodge of everything I like. So... Melodic death power metal. I love that. Yeah. Um, looking at the similar artists, which which uh, like Montalum does, here's what they compare him to: Children of Bodom. Yes. Bortnagar. So. Yeah, a little bit. Camelot. 
definitely Camelot. In Eternal Tears of Sorrow. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it, but it's definitely more Bodum on the Melodeath edge. Okay. With um, his vocals are very. They, they so are there sound, gothic tinge elements in it? Yeah. Like That's they, where they get like, that Eternal like Tears that, of Sorrow. That keyboard sound is very finished, okay. very distinctively finished. It's, I might have to check this out for real. Cause it's it's good. You know, I love me some finished bands. I mean, there, there's a ballad on the album midway through that is very like medieval, something you'd hear at the Renaissance Festival. No, really. And it reminds me so much of like a great, like a classic Blind Guard. Guardian ballad, it just it hits me in the feels, and I I love this entire album. Killer man. album cover too. Yeah, it's you know, and in credit where credits due, the guy who I give just shit on so much, the the Blind Guardian album artist for the yeah. past couple albums, did this one before the last one. He did this one, um, and it's actually like really good. It's like oh, sometimes that color scheme does work, but if you if you look at that color scheme, that's exactly what he was doing with Blind Guardian yeah. for so long. It just overdid it, and I'm glad. A lot that, of blue, a lot of dark uh, gray and black, and stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm glad that they have finally Blind Guardian has moved off him, just for a change of pace. But he did a great sure. job on this one. Yeah, uh, I, I'm digging it. Um, I'm going to check out this album for sure. Uh, really get into it, but uh, as always, you know, we got we got to wrap everything up. We got to do our housekeeping here. So, if you're new to the show and you haven't heard us before. Uh, we've been doing this show. I've been doing it since 2005, so I can't believe it's been that long. Um, so, and Sean, how many years have you been here? 2014 was the first time I was on the show. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. I can't yeah. believe that. So eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Been doing the Metal Pigeon for since 2011. Yeah. So this is the, last year was the 10th anniversary year. Damn. So I changed up the website a little bit. Yeah. I had the new logo and everything. Um, yeah. It's a well, long time. Yeah, exactly. So if you want to check out what we do, you can visit our website at msrcast.com or our sister show, metalgeeks.net. Metal Geeks, if you don't know what it is, it's uh, we don't really play music, but we talk about all kinds of geeky stuff, including metal, but comic books, video games on my side for sure. Um a lot of film talk, a lot of TV talk, a lot of geeky stuff, uh, but from the mindset of heavy metal nerds, you know what I mean? From geeks. Uh, and you can check us out there. Uh, we're on all the social medias at MSRCast and at Metal Geeks. We're on all the places where you can download your shows. Um, we're on Stitcher and Spotify and Apple Music and all those places. Uh, we're always the same feed. Check us out there. Um, enjoy it. Share it with your friends. Let people know about it. Uh, share the metal. That's all I got to say. Um, and where can people find what the Metal Pigeon is doing? Uh, at www.themetalpigeon.com and uh, The Metal Pigeon Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And while you're on Facebook, check us out on the Metal Geek Society, which is our Facebook group where we talk about we talk about a lot of music, but we also talk about uh, you know a lot of geeky t- topics and news, and we talk about stuff and and share a lot of stupid memes and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. So check us out there if you're on Facebook, the Metal Geek Society. Well, I think that wraps it up. Yep. Uh, last track is going to be, uh, what track, what's the name of the track? Um, Gladen, oh, I turned off my thing. Chiara's <laughs> Blessing. Yes. There you go. From ne- the album Nemesis from uh, Gladenfold. This is uh, our last track of the evening. So, as always, we have one last thing we have to say. Keep it metal. Good night, everyone. 
Zoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.